Hey kids, um, so welcome to this episode of Boo Haha. Uh, we had some technical difficulties and the audio quality isn't um, what you might expect from us. It's it's not great. It's listenable and there's some really great content. April and Damon were amazing guests, but if you're like super into sound, maybe not the best one for you. Um, I will try to make it up to you guys later, but for real, this is a really funny episode and I think you should give it a shot. Well, in several dumpsters. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, spread it around. Spread it yeah, around. Spread around. And definitely not within two miles of your home. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get um, the max. Get off at a different stop. Yeah. <laughs> Leave them at the dice. Roll a dice so that it's always random where mm -hmm. you get off in the direction. Uh, around the airport, also good. Yeah. Oh, that's a great yeah. idea. Are great you idea. coming? Are you going? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Sure. And this has been how to dispose of the body. Yes. <laughs> Emily, April, 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 April. April. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. This is Emily show with Emily April. And April. <laughs> that's right. Build that right. Um, yeah, sorry. Yes. Welcome to Boo Haha. Hi. Welcome to. Um, we're gonna call this the Emily's moving special. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in an actual studio and not my apartment. I know, this feels very grown-up and big. But the new apartment sounds like it's very new and grown-up. Yes, I have my very own office nook. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. That's exciting. Yeah, I remember when we got our first office. Yeah. We were going to get a two-bedroom, but it turns out getting a two-bedroom with shitty credit is a lot harder than you would expect. <laughs> so you got a one-bedroom with an office nook. With an office nook. So it's yeah. there's no fourth wall but who gives a shit about the fourth wall anyways? You right. just We break that all yeah. the time anyway. All the time. Um, so on today's episode, which is 11, 12, no, 9? <laughs> it's a number between yeah. 8 and 12. Um, I'm going to do something special, and I am going to read stories from a book that I'm pretty sure everyone has at least moderate feelings, like good feelings about, I have gained a copy of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I believe was published in the 70s, question mark. Um, it's not the one that the girl with the green ribbon is, is in. Uh, that's actually in a dark, dark room. What is the girl with the green ribbon? Is that the one like around her neck? Yeah, and then when she's ready to die, she takes the ribbon off and her head just her fucking falls off. off. Okay. Wow, so tenuous. Just a little tiny room. Yeah, there were definitely some, like, physics issues with that story. And also the fact that she was living with a head that could just fall off. Yeah, because you, yeah, you can't, like, be surprised or it might just go flying off yeah. in the other direction. Well, and in the illustration, it was, like, a very thin decorative ribbon. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Those are razor-thin, tiny cuts, so, like... Yeah, this it's not some nearly headless Nick bullshit where mm -mm. it's kind of flip it off. Speaking of Nick, nearly headless Nick. Yeah. So, no, he's part of some jokes I'm telling now. Oh, nice. And I was going to tell you about the house. So when you get to that, I'll tell you about yes. my nearly headless Nick stuff. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, no. That's what the show is about. I take over. It's about interrupting. Okay, good, because I have a tendency to take over. Oh, uh, my guest. April and Damon Gallaty. Uh, we have had Hello. April on before. Um, a, a toolbox full of nipples. nipples. 
a classic episode. History. And Damon, who was brought up many times on that episode, is now here. I, I am now here in the flesh. Um, these are the lovely people who make Boohaha possible um, through the You Gonna Meow podcast network. And we will do a rundown on like shows to check out and, and events um, a little later on in the episode. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Busy bees. Yeah, Angela calls me busy bees. <laughs> um, so... The basically, with this episode, um, listeners, it's going to be a little bit like the creepy pasta episode, except a little more uh, well written. Ish. I would say that it's four steps above the Hannah Tidy episode from that uh, Hannah Tidy's book, Ghost Stories, um, where they presented the theory that Jeffrey Dahmer was possessed. Mm. Yeah. By a demon or the devil or something like that. Uh, I believe Skinwalker was. The theory oh, they wow. brought up an episode of the X Files. It's not a good book. Hmm. Um, and the creepy pasta episode where it was like hit or miss. Okay. These are pretty straight across the board. They're very short, so we're gonna do uh, quite a few stories, and we're gonna have you guys read a story or two. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna open strong with one of the longer ones, which I don't know if three pages is longer, but. It is called The Haunted House. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I should read this like I'm reading to kindergartners. <laughs> She's holding the book up, like, next to her chest, like, so we can see the pictures. Uh, yeah, it's very beautifully bad. illustrated. I mean, that's a kind of a scary picture for a kid's book. Well, these are the updated illustrations. The 70s-style illustrations, I'll show you guys later, they are fucking terrifying. Well, that's oh, even better. That's the, that's the real stuff. Actually, let's just do that now. Not all of us kids have uh, PTSD. Most of us that were lived through the 70s and 80s. I mean, there's always that one kid who did die when the TV fell from the TV tray on top of him. Or they really did put the fork in the electric socket, and so they died. They, those were the kids that our parents told us about so that we wouldn't do these things. There's, yeah, there's a strong belief that have to present children with the extremes in order to scare them properly. Yes. Um, on that note, I went to Catholic school from kindergarten through eighth grade, and Me too. I heard a lot of real fucked up shit about be- people being possessed, and so my biggest fears as a child were demon possession and the apocalypse. The apocalypse was like a very real fear that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd go to school, I'd look at pictures of dead saints. Um, I'd hear stories about little kids being possessed, and then I'd go to the library and check out books like this, and then sleep with holy water next to my bed. Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, because I had very easy access to large quantities of holy water. No reason. No reason. No reason. There was just, like, like an iced tea-style dispenser in the, <laughs> in the lobby of the church. I can't remember what it's actually called. Wow. I mean, you know, we had the little receptacles with, like, maybe a two cups worth of holy water. Yeah. yeah I tea dispenser full, like two gallons right there. That's pretty cool. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, you don't know when you're going to be going out fighting the unholy. At any know. given moment. So they were, that church, your church was prepared. They were. They I were ready for you. anything. Um, yeah. So this is an illustration that I'm going to show you guys from a story that's not actually in this book, even though it says that it is, but it's the same style. Just imagine peeping that when you're, you know, eight. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's like, yeah, that's like a leather-faced scarecrow 
with like the redneck fat belly thing, like this thing's gonna come alive and come and get you. It does have a certain Texas Chainsaw Massacre it does, yeah. charm yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, that would be nightmare inducing for yeah. kids, for sure. Like a DIY nightmare situation. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow, do you know I just thought of something? I did not tell her about Meemaw Max Attic the yeah. last time I was on her show. Oh. Like, there are so many ghost stories in my life that I didn't think of one. Like, it that happens a lot. Like, I'll, I'll have people come on and be like, yeah, I don't really have any ghost stories. I have this one little thing that happened, though, and then they tell me the scariest thing that I've <laughs> ever fucking heard. It's a little thing. Okay. When I was growing up, I was born 12 years after my brothers and uh, my sister. Yeah, yeah. So there was an 18, 16, 14, and 12-year-old in my house. On our, our left was a neighbor who had a 16 and 18-year-old, and on our right was a neighbor who had a uh, 12, 14, and 16-year-old. So there's a lot of kids in Are these area. the neighbors, the, the one that dressed up like the devil? Yes. And, okay. Yeah, the neighbor on the right is the one that dressed up like that. Okay. <laughs> scared the shit out of me. Okay, one house over from the devil dress-up house was what I called my Meemaw Mac. I was not related to her, but she was friends with my mom, so that's what I called her. And she had an attic, and I used to play in her attic all the time. Their daughter, who's the same age as my older sister, um, would often tell my mom and tell, like, my sisters, like, I don't understand why you let her go up there, because you know there's a ghost up there. And... They're like, yeah, 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 you're just being silly. And she's like, no, 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 I've seen it. I've heard it moving around in there. And then, of course, all the adults are like, uh-huh, whatever. If the kid's up there and she's playing and she's not scared, no worries. So I come down one day and somebody asks me, they're like, so is there a ghost up there? And I'm like, no, but there's, like, the lady that lives up there. Like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> like, and they're like, what? And I'm like, well, yeah, there's some lady that's up there sometimes, but... I thought you guys knew. Yeah, she just cries red sometimes. <laughs> the blood on the walls is beautiful. I mean, I really love the, like, constant flow. It's a really neat effect. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so it's one of those things. And, yeah, I, I never saw this ghost. I never saw this ghost. I don't, I don't ever remember being afraid up there. I love that attic. We're, we're about to buy a house that has an attic in it. We're, we're going to sleep in the attic. Seems like a reasonable thing to do. Mm -hmm. Totally legit. Totally <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I've never been afraid of those things. I'm more afraid of basements than I am of attics. Oh wow! Well, we just haven't had one of those too. It's <laughs> gonna be a fun uh, guest story time. Um, so this story is called the haunted house with the terrifying illustration. Much if I can find it, maybe eventually I will start that Instagram. As I promised for like three months. Someday. Um. All right. Just keep in mind this is as read by Emily. So if you get this book at any point, it may not be the same story. At one time, a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. We have to assume Pioneer Days. Uh, the house had been haunted for about 10 years. <laughs> Several people had tried to stay there all night, but they always would get scared out by the haunt. I may have lied when I said this was a little bit better written than Anatiety stories. So this preacher took so this preacher took his Bible. I feel like it should say fucking Bible, but and went to the house. Went on in, built himself a good fire and lit a lamp. Good fire. Uh, I have not read most of these stories all the way through. <laughs> Sat there reading the Bible. That's just a full sentence. That's a lie. 
Uh, then, just before midnight, he heard something start up in the cellar, walking back and forth, back and forth. Then it sounded like someone was trying to scream and got choked off. See, it sounds like something else is going on in this house, and, like, maybe he's not alone, but also he should have told them they were coming. Then there was a lot of thrashing around and struggling, and finally, yeah. everything up. Well, yeah, it's teenagers. Yeah, this is somebody just masturbating. The old teens. The old preacher took, he's old now, took up his Bible again. But before he could start reading, he heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. He sat watching the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. He saw the doorknob turn, and when the door began to open, he jumped up and hollered, What do you want? Doing character voices. I just want a Pepsi, man! (laughs) Oh yeah, this is actually Haunted House, parentheses, suicidal tendencies. (laughs) The door shut back easy-like. That's their word, not mine. And there wasn't a sound. The preacher was trembling a little, but he finally opened the Bible and read a while. Have you ever had so much trouble opening a book that it took a while? No. I mean, if it's like a pop-up Bible, maybe. I couldn't open a piece of paper once. My hands were shaking so hard I couldn't unfold the piece Okay, of paper. I was going to ask if the paper was folded or not. It was folded, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't uh, open the Bible and write a while. Then he got up and laid the book on the chair and went to mending the fire. I don't think mending is the right word. Tending? Tending, Tending yes. probably. Yeah. Oh, this is a typo and shame on you, editor. This book was written in the 70s. It's been 40 goddamn years. No excuse. Great literary works have been produced in the 70s and earlier. This book is a cult classic. I think Yamal del Toro is working on an adaptation of it. Now, I would watch that. No oh, of course. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro, because... Well, he needs to get back to his uh, Haunted Mansion adaptation. Not that I don't love the Eddie Murphy version, but yeah. he was working on one with Ryan Gosling, because they both, like... Like, like a real Like scary. a real one. Yeah. That would be nice. I would like to see that. Anyways. Anyway, everybody was like, oh, I thought of him. So he was mending the fire. Uh, then the haunt started walking again, and step, 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 up the cellar stairs. The old preacher sat watching the door, saw the doorknob turn, and the door opened. It looked like a young woman. He backed up and said, Who are you? What do you want? <laughs> I don't know why, like, a ghostly voice just going, Dick! Like, just <laughs> out of my head. Our batteries are dead. <laughs> um, so, well, since he's in a settlement, I have to assume it's a steam-powered. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. The, the original machine to cure the vapors. <laughs> it's true. Uh, dildos used to be a medical device. They were. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, Tori, what do you want? The haunt sort of swayed like she didn't know what to do. Then she just faded out. The old creature weighed... I don't know why they keep emphasizing that he's old. It seems rude. I think he's getting older by the second. <laughs> the old creature waited and waited, and when he didn't hear any more noises, he went over and shut the door. And read his Bible. <laughs> oh no, he has to. He was sweating and trembling all over, but he was a brave man, and he thought he'd be able to see it through. So he turned his chair where he could watch, and he sat down and waited. Yeah, this is a very exclusively white people thing. <laughs> it wasn't long for the haunt start up again, slowly. This bitch. Step, 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 closer and closer, and it was right at the door. The preacher stood up and held his Bible out before him. Mm-hmm. 
Then the knob slowly turned, and the door opened wide. This time the preacher spoke quiet-like. Sort of quiet. I feel like I should maybe be reading this in, like, a 20s, 30s gangster voice. <laughs> Just real yeah, quiet-like. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> yes. He said, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, who are you, and what do you want? The haunt came right across the room, straight to him, and took a hold of his coat. It was a young woman, about 20 years old. Her hair was torn and tangled. Okay. I think I know what she wants. <laughs> her hair was torn and tangled, and the flesh was dropping off her face, so he could see the bones and part of her teeth. She had no eyeballs, but there was a sort of blue light way, blue light way back in her eye sockets. She had no nose to her face. Beautiful woman. <laughs> then she started talking. It sounded like her voice was coming and going with the wind with the wind blowing it. She told how her lover had killed her for her money and buried her in the cellar. She said that if the preacher would dig up her bones and bury her properly, she could rest. This is the plot to the corpse bride. <laughs> Maybe that's where all of these folks got the ideas for all these different things that we've... This is the source oh my material. God. This is the source material. We've all read these things when we were kids, and these are the source material. I'm fucking on to you, Tim Burton. There you go. Then she told him to take the end the end joint of the little finger from her left hand and lay it in the collection plate at the next church meeting. No! Um, yeah. dig, dig up her body. Find her pinky finger. Yeah. Bury the rest of the body. Put but the, totally disrespect it by cutting off the pinky finger. Then show it to your parishioners and see how they have it. Put it in the collection plate at the next church meeting and he'd find out who had murdered her. Oh. And she said, if you come back here once more after that, you'll hear my voice at midnight and I'll tell you we're pointing with our pinky fingers oh, now. Yeah. Oh, because that's, that's what's going to happen, right? At this right. church meeting, is that the pinky finger's going to point. You did it. Uh, you'll hear my voice at midnight, and I'll tell you where my money is hid, and you can give it to the church. Right. The haunt sobbed like she was tired, and she sunk down toward the floor and was gone. The preacher found her bones and buried them in the graveyard. The next Sunday, the preacher put the finger bone in the collection plate, and when a certain man happened to touch it, it stuck to his hand. Oh. Gross. The man jumped up and rubbed and scraped and tore at that bone, trying to get it off. Yeah, he tore the bone. <laughs> trying to get it off. <laughs> Just trying to get that good, good bone off. Crazy. <laughs> then he went to screaming like he was going crazy. Well, yeah, he has a bone stuck to his hand. Well, he confessed to the murder and they took him on to jail. I feel like there's more to that. Yeah. Like, so, so the cops came and they said, uh, or I mean, this is like the 1800s or something. The like that. constable? Yes, the constable, the sheriff, came and said, okay, so this man has a piece of bone stuck to him. We're going to arrest him and throw him in jail based on that evidence. It sounds good. I mean, it sounds like he confessed, but also I feel like I want to see. They spent a lot of words describing this priest reading his Bible, and I feel like they should have spent more on, like, the interrogation room. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Not CSI. There's a lot of Bible in the beginning of the story. The frontier justice, anyway. This is just hanging right away. Come on, take him to jail. I would watch a show on AMC called Frontier Justice. That would be fun. Like, you take people, drop them in, like, a little somewhere in the middle of nowhere. It's like Scared Straight, except with more, like, bonnets. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Kind of survive with the tools they had at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you have to little house on the prairie. Yet. Yeah. Like that episode of Sabrina where she got too used to, like, 
modern conveniences, so they sent her to live as a pioneer. Oh, she was taking too many shortcuts. Sorry. Oh. Oh, okay. So she had to, like, churn butter and make bread by hand. Yes. Good, good morality play. I've done those things. I hate doing those things. I like making butter occasionally. I do, too, with the bead and the, the, the shaking yeah, yeah, yeah. and a mason a, jar. A mason jar with a marble in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy butter making. It's basically a mason jar with, like, a paddle attachment for, like, 50 bucks. I know. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I took him to jail. After the man was hung... There you go. There's that frontier justice. The preacher went back to that house one midnight, and the haunt's voice told him to dig under the hearth rock. He did, and he found a big sack of money. Now close to the soft rock, right? <laughs> and where that haunt had held onto his coat, the print of those bony fingers was burned right into the cloth, and it never did come out. It never, never did come out? It never did come out. And dig up the body just to sure. So that's the story titled The Haunted House. Definitely some stuff happened. Wow. And they got, he got paid for, you know, usually good deeds, you know, get punished. You, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Well, so. or, or a good deed is some reward, right? Yeah. Right. He did a good deed, he got a murderer, and got paid. Yeah. I mean, this stuff. is a triple threat here. Well, he was supposed to give the money to the church, but since he is an employee of the church, he got paid. He did to keep it. He got, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. It went yeah. to, like, more gold goblets for the Jesus blood. It's important. You can't do transmogrification without <laughs> gold goblets. You know this, right? You can't do it in, like, tin. That, that would be rude. Yeah, I can't do, like, gold-plated. I wonder if they're keeping up with the times and, like, switching over to rose gold. Yeah. Good turn now. Sure, yeah, true. They're old-fashioned. Yeah, they're very old-fashioned. Like, old there are no, like, hip priests. Mm. You know, I was, I was saying the other day, I was, like, considering, like, how to write about the Pope. Like, he's the, um... <laughs> He's like kind of the Donald Trump of the Catholic Church, but I don't want to compare him to Donald Trump in the sense that he's not an asshole, but he's stirring shit up in the Catholic Church. He's stirring up shit they don't like stirring up. Yeah, I feel like he's got that same thing going, but he's doing the opposite as Donald Trump, where he's actually like, hey, guys. Let's do better things. Yeah. Gay people are fine, and yeah. maybe we shouldn't like capital punish people. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's stirring up shit yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Better, better example. The popular term is disruptor. Yes. Um, I remember when I was in school, it was after the OK Pope had died. And then we got the new Pope. I can't remember if this... There was one Pope where all of the Catholics were like, hmm, he's... Mm. Oh, the Nazi Pope? No, he was like a good Pope, but all of the like super hardcore Catholics were like, we don't trust this guy, but he's the Pope, so we have to listen to him. And then we got the Nazi Pope. Oh, okay. You're telling me about Pope John Paul II. The yeah. dead one, yes. 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 There was the dead one, the one that quit, which I didn't know you could Ratzinger. do. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that either. Yeah. And then we have like this pretty chill Pope. Yeah. yeah. We got, uh, yeah, the Spanish Pope that likes to yeah. drive What's this Pope, uh, Pope John Paul George? I do not remember their names. I don't remember this one either. It's Pope Francis now, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I know more than I knew. You do. I do. I know more we had to go I through knew. like 10 Pope Piuses where it's just like, stop tooting your own horn, dude. I'm not with a Pius already. All right, where's that one with the elevator that's. I would be Pope Wally's. More so All hail Pope Morally Ambiguous. There you go. Morally Ambiguous. Somewhere I'm going to fall on this I was watching you flip through the pages and I see one page that has this big bold, or not bold, but 
Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. That's just, just you know, they played with the font sizes for, for effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you guys are cool with saying silly words, I might give this one over to you. Oh. I can say silly words. Are you kidding me? <laughs> We're all about silly words. Um, Stop that. It's too silly. This one is just called What Do You Come For? And it's only like half a page long. Mm. <laughs> That's all. Wow. Jeez. Well, I mean, in this economy, you gotta. Right, you gotta get what you get. <laughs> Did I just imagine this one with the elevator? God help me! I hope I didn't. I had a dream last night that I was on the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride that took over the uh, Tower of Terror in Disneyland, mm -hmm. and it sucked. And I woke up disappointed before I was like, "Wait, never been on it." But wouldn't it ride almost exactly? It does exactly the same. The same it's, thing. Okay. Yeah, it's just sand ghosts and hotel decor. Yeah. That doesn't sound right, but okay. They still drop you 13 stories. You're just hanging with Rocket Raccoon when you do it. Oh, I hate that so much. She hates it. I love it. I love that feeling, and it's even better when you do it drunk because all your blood is thin, so when it rushes to your head, it gets there faster. That sounds awesome. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I did find the uh, elevator one. Okay. Um, called Room for One More. Oh, that's um, romantic. A man named Joseph Blackwell came to Philadelphia on a business trip. There's a lot of businessmen in this book. Eh, anyways, he stayed with friends in the big house they owned in the city. That night, they had a good time visiting. But when Blackwell went to bed, he tossed and turned and couldn't sleep. Sometime during the night, he heard a car turn into the driveway. He went to the window to see who was arriving at such a late hour. In the moonlight, he saw a long black hearse filled with people. Cool. People are a lot of people. Filled with people. I, how many seats would you say is in your average hearse? Uh, I'm gonna say two. Two. Two in the front. And body in the, the back. back yeah. Body in the back. That's yeah. Exactly. I mean, unless they're sta you're stacked. Yeah, you can't like sit in the back of a hearse. You have no. to be stocked, like stacked, like like wood. Yeah. 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 The driver of the hearse looked up, and you can't see in the back of the hearse. Plot holes. Hmm. This might get vaguely homophobic. We'll see. Well, it was a 1970. Yeah. Uh, the driver of the hearse looked up at him. When Blackwell saw his queer, hideous face. Mm, different use. Different use different of queer. Mm -hmm. It's just reading it the first time. You're like, huh. Nobody uses that as a descriptor for strange anymore. Yeah. Um, his queer, hideous face, he shuddered. The driver called to him. There is room for one more. Then he waited a minute or two, and he drove off. In the morning, Blackwell told his friends what had happened. You were dreaming, they said. I'm <laughs> I must have been, he said, but it didn't seem like a dream. After breakfast, he went into Philadelphia. Never mind, that's not, I'm not even going to nitpick that one. Uh, he spent the day high above the city. High? <laughs> high. Full stop. Um, he spent the day high above the city in one of the new office buildings there. Late in the afternoon, he was waiting for an elevator to take him back down to the street. But when it arrived, it was very crowded. One of the passengers looked out and called to him, There's room for one more, he said. It was the driver of the hearse. No thanks, said Blackwell. I'll get the next one. The doors closed and the elevator started down. There was shrieking and screaming, then the sound of a crash. The elevator had fallen to the bottom of the shaft. Everyone aboard was killed. That was the story that I was like, and it just ends with everyone died. Oh. Um, <laughs> so... To summarize, like, where's the horror? Where's yeah. the blood? Where's the oh. uh, prophetic dream? 
Elevator. Oh, there's so many children on that elevator. <laughs> See, and they made no mention of that at all. Totally yeah. missed opportunity. No one on this elevator has eyes, though. Oh. I'd say they missed that opportunity, too. Well, and they're, all, dr- they're all dressed in, like, 30s clothing. Uh, well, okay. It didn't say... It didn't it, give a time. Yeah. It was just... 30s, there would be working elevators and cars. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept it as historically accurate children's book. Oh, here's May I Carry Your Basket that we previously discussed. Would you guys like to do a dramatic reading? Sure, sure. Like a dramatic reading. Of May no. I Carry Your Basket. I think I should have prefaced this with none of these stories are true. As far as, you know. as, far as we know. Well. Usually this is like a very real world podcast, but, <laughs> but today. sometimes for the sake of, you know, creepy pastas and whatnot. Hey. So, so who should be the narrator here? Um... You be the narrator. You have a very nice narrator voice. Oh, thank you. All right. May I carry your basket? Sam Lewis spent the evening playing chess at his friend's house. It was about midnight when they finished their game, and he started home. Outside, <laughs> it was icy cold. And playing chess all night. What a bunch of fucking nerds. Well, yeah. Not like I had iPhones. It's not confused. Maybe. Maybe. It's... A place in time before 1970 or something. Yes. Outside, it was icy cold and as quiet as the grave. As they came around the turn of the road, he was surprised to see a woman walking ahead of him. She was carrying a basket covered with a white cloth. When he caught up to her, he looked to see who it was. But she was so bundled up against the cold, it was hard to see her face. Good evening, Sam said. What brings you out so late? But she didn't answer. Then he said, may I carry your basket? She handed it to him. From under the cloth, a small voice said, That's very nice of you. And that was followed by wild laughter. <laughs> Sam was so startled that he dropped the basket and out rolled a woman's head. Clothed at the head. And he stared at the woman. It's her head, he cried. And he started to run. And the woman in her head began to chase him. What? Wait, is it like the, the little waiter from the Corpse Bride where it's like beetles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Or is it just rolling? I don't know. <laughs> Did it float in the air? Oh, that's worse. Mm. Soon the head caught up to him. <laughs> Probably wasn't legs then. I'm going to say floating just because maybe little, the, little cockroach legs would not have. Maybe the lady just dropped. <laughs> She just fucking punted it after him. Yep. 50-yard field goal. Soon the head caught up to him. It bounded into the air and sunk his teeth into it. Suck, excuse me. It bounded into the air and sunk its teeth into his left leg. Sam screamed with pain and ran faster. <laughs> but the woman in her head stayed right behind. But the head was already in his leg, right? I mean, maybe it bit in and, like, like did the dog thing and then ah, let him go. Yeah. Soon the head leaped into the air again and bit into his other leg. <laughs> then they were gone. That story ended way too abruptly. That was it? That was That's it. the whole fucking That's story? What the hell? Now, was that Sopboard's head? Because remember, now Sopboard's head has <laughs> right. to be fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to you, motherfucker. <laughs> A direct quote from the cartoon. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> from the teen times go, I'm going to bite you, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I think 
think it's too bad. It had a good setup, but yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody flubbed that ending pretty hard. Oh shit, I think I found the original. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house origins. <laughs> the babysitter. It was nine o'clock in the evening. Everybody was sitting on the couch in front of the TV. There were Richard, Brian, Jenny, and Doreen, the babysitter. The telephone rang. Maybe it's your mother, said Doreen. She picked up the phone. Before she could say a word, a man laughed hysterically and hung up. (laughs) Who was it? asked Richard. Some nut, said Doreen. What did I miss? At 9.30, the telephone rang again. Doreen answered it. It was the man who had called before. I'll be there soon, he said. He laughed and hung up. Who was it? the children asked. Some crazy person, she said. About ten o'clock, the telephone rang again. Jenny got to it first. Hello, she said. It was the same man. One more hour, he said, and he laughed and hung up. He said one more hour. What did he mean? asked Jenny. Jenny's so naive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like, get the fuck out of the house! She's going to learn the hard way. <laughs> Don't worry, said Doreen. It's somebody fooling around. I'm scared, said Jenny. She's not a complete fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. About 10.30, the phone rang once more. When Doreen picked it up, the man said, Pretty soon now. And he laughed. Why are you doing this? Doreen screamed. And he hung up. (sighs) Was it that guy again? asked Brian. Yes, said Doreen. I'm going to call the operator and complain. (laughs) Because, you know, the operator will be so... Police! <laughs> One rainy day. Two rainy days. This is the person with whom I'm speaking. The operator told her to call back if it happened again, and she would try to trace the call. These fucking people. <laughs> at 11 o'clock, the phone rang again. These children should be in bed. It's 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, at 11 o'clock, the phone rang again. Doreen answered it. Very soon now, the man said, and he laughed and hung up. Doreen called the operator. Almost at once, she called back. That person is calling from a telephone upstairs, she said. You'd better leave. I'll get the police. Just then, a door upstairs opened. The man they had never, a man they had never seen before started down the stairs towards them. As he ran from the house, he was smiling in a very strange way. A few minutes later, the police found him there and arrested him. The end. Are you serious? Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So he smiled in a very strange, strange way. way. Yes, he... he Came down from inside the house. Yes. Smiled with them. Mm-hmm. And then ran laughing from the home. Yeah, and then got arrested. Yes, I think it's better if you imagine that he's naked when he's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Or covered, or covered in, in bees. blood. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe Beautiful. he's, like, covered in blood and wearing the cat's skin on his head or something. Like a hat. Yeah. Yeah, then I would be horrified. And then I'd be like, okay, this is some weird shit. Otherwise, I'd go weirdo in the house making phone calls. I mean, isn't that... All the calls coming from inside the house yeah. stories. Well, isn't that the concept of uh, what's the uh, the movie with the the scream mask scream? Isn't that the storyline of scream? The calls coming from inside the house, and she ends up you know hanging from a tree outside. Scream is the one where Matthew Lillard ended up being the murderer, right? I don't remember that. The only thing I remember is Drew Barrymore was the first death. Yes, that was the one where okay. Matthew Lillard and then some other nineties dude. Yeah. Ended up 
I've seen Scary Movie more than I've seen Scream. Yeah, I'm thinking. Now I'm the other way around. I remember running into a Deputy Dewey situation the other okay. week. Let's do one more and then I'll give you guys the one with a bunch of funny words and then you can tell me all about your haunted basement. Thanks for the happening. Uh, whatever makes sense. I bought a shower curtain. It's white and it has like bloody handprints on it and stuff and a matching bath mat. And it came with like a horror sound sound machine with it. Okay. Did it have the Wilhelm scream? I believe so. And it also had like evil laughter and like the psycho like ee, ee. The worst the worst thing I have up here is a dentist girl. Oh mass. That's the worst thing I have on here. Then I have something that's kind of racist but against like Irish people, but that may be me projecting and that could say something about me. It's very bizarre. It's just a leprechaun sound effect. Yeah, it's very real, but it's called twaddle. Enjoy. Yeah, I love this little thing. It's always fun. No shit. Yeah, there's nothing useful on there. It's not like a, a shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. You have to do the part. There. I feel better. Yeah. Um. Okay, do you, do you guys want to hear the girl who stood on a grave or a new horse? The girl who stood on the grave. Yeah, that sounds more So that's right. a no for Star Wars Episode Nine, a new horse. <laughs> <laughs> After The Last Jedi, shitheads gave them so much crap about it, they decided to take it in a completely new direction. <laughs> Whoa. A new horse. Yes, Ray gets a new horse. My Little Pony Star Wars Edition. Well, it's kind of like... Oh, so you didn't like all the good stuff we gave you? You didn't yeah. like our Laura Dern in space? Well, fuck you. Here's a horse. <laughs> so what? So what? Are, would that be Jeremy's like Star Wars in space? Like, <laughs> Jeremy, yes. Yes. Ha, ha. I didn't say all of my jokes are perfect. Uh, so here's the girl who stood on a grave. Am I supposed to do sound effects for this one? Nope. If I hear anything that might fit, I'll do it for you in real time. Oh, oh, cool. I'm paying attention. Um, Alright. Some boys and girls were at a party one night. There was a graveyard down the street, and they were talking about how scary it was. Sure they were. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, don't ever stand on a grave after dark, one of the boys said. The person inside will grab you. He'll pull you under. Why well, assume it's a man in the grave? Right. Women don't hide. Yeah. Or they don't bury them. <laughs> That's not true, one of the girls said. It's just a superstition. I'll give you a dollar if you stand on a grave, said the boy. A dollar? <laughs> the whole party was watching them make this wager. Yeah, and a whole dollar, too. Man, that goes far. <laughs> a grave doesn't scare me, said the girl. I'll do it right now. This is where it gets weird. Right, you were out of control. See, that would have been good for a new horse. Yeah, yeah. it would have had a ride. Sorry about that. <laughs> the boy handed her his knife. Stick this knife in one of the graves, he said, and then we'll know you were there. Why not just go with her? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a cat. Yeah, exactly. Fucking weenie. The graveyard was filled with shadows and was as quiet as death. Um, there was nothing to be scared of, the girl told herself, but she was scared anyway. She picked out a grave and stood on it. Then she quickly bent over and plunged a knife into the soil and started... <laughs> and then she caught the plague... Uh, and she started to leave, but she couldn't get away. Something was holding her back. She tried a second time to leave, but she couldn't move. 
She was filled with terror. Oh my god, this has a dark ending. Sorry. Something has got me, she screamed, and she fell to the ground. When she didn't come back, the others went to look for her. They found her body sprawled across the grave. Without realizing it, she had plunged the knife through her skirt and had pinned it to the ground. It was only the knife that held her. She had died of fright. <sighs> I had extreme gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whoopee! I thought it was scary. Whoopee! Oh, man. You need to look for a yay or cheer. A yay or cheer. Yeah, um, sorry about the, Okay. Sorry about the wildly inappropriate sound effect. <laughs> no. You're awful. Sorry. Um, A, really long skirt. Yeah. yeah. B, really well-woven skirt. Yeah. Yeah. C, stupid girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Trope girl doesn't fight. Did they still that? give her the dollar, though? They buried her with it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Over the eyes. Two. Yeah. Two half dollars, yeah. Two half dollars, yes. Or if they really wanted to, like, make it up to her, just two Sacagawea dollars. Well, yeah, oh, double her fed. Yeah, yeah. Because she died, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the least I could do. Did you at least get across the river? Okay. The ghost with the bloody fingers? Ah. Yeah. Do you want us to read it? Yes. Oh, okay. Excellent. Uh, do you want our our dramatic take on this? Oh, of course. Jackson would be very proud of us right now. Yeah. Reading out loud to the class. Oh, wait. Oh, and doing dramatic reading. Yes, yes dramatic reading. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to do the narration this time? Yeah, I do. I'll, I'll, I'll do the man's voice when it comes up. Okay. A businessman arrived at a hotel late one night and asked for a room. So many businessmen. Traveling businessmen. You're right, traveling businessmen. <laughs> the room clerk told him the hotel was all filled up. <laughs> there was only one empty room, he said. But we don't rent that one because it's haunted. Uh, yes, this is definitely this is definitely that story. I'll take it. <laughs> the businessman said. I don't believe in ghosts. The man went up to the room. He unpacked his things and he went to bed. As soon as he did, a ghost came out of the closet. <laughs> just, just no. Just <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ghost just pops out. <laughs> I'm fabulous. Okay. Wearing his suit, too. <laughs> oh, of course. Its fingers were bleeding, and it was moaning. Bloody fingers. Bloody fingers. Because it has to tell you what it's you're cool. seeing in front of, of your course, face. Of course, of course. By the way, I have bloody fingers. And I just popped out of the closet. I don't know if you fucking saw that. It was yeah, pretty right. cool. <laughs> like, if you didn't catch that, check this out. <laughs> when the man saw the ghost, he grabbed his things and ran. The next night, a woman arrived very late. Again, all the rooms were taken, except for the haunted room. I'll sleep there. I ain't she afraid said, no ghosts. I'm not afraid of ghosts. <laughs> I'm afraid of no ghosts. And that woman was Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, good for her. And now she's fucking a Muppet. It's I cannot wait for that movie to I come know, out. Right? So I'm glad they got past... I'm, I was kind of bummed for Sesame Street in a way, but at the same time, I'm like, yes. I mean, it's Jim Henson's, like, son, so I feel like he has the right... Oh, really? Was that Jim Henson's son that's come up with this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son or grandson. Like, it's a direct descendant of Jim Henson. Well, that's awesome. Good. Well, I feel a lot better well, about, about it. Well, I feel a lot better about it, too, then. Okay, back to the... Back to the bloody fingers. As soon as she got into bed, the ghost came out of the closet. 
has to announce itself to every person that comes Maybe into the room. Maybe he was so trapped in the closet when he was alive that he's using his death as an opportunity to be who he really is. Exactly. You know what? Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, its fingers were bleeding. It was still moaning. Bloody fingers. Bloody fingers. And the woman took one look and ran. A week later. A week later, not the next time, but a week they later. had to clean the pee out they of the carpets. Blood off the carpet right in front of the, car, the the closet too. A week later, another guest arrived very late. He also took the haunted room. After he unpacked, he got out his guitar and he began to play. Soon the ghost appeared. Shut the before. fuck up! <laughs> this is a hotel. <laughs> Play some Skinner, <laughs> Freebird. <laughs> he got on his guitar and he began to play. Soon the ghost appeared, as before. Its fingers were bleeding and it was moaning, Bloody fingers! Bloody fingers! And the man paid no attention. He just kept strumming his guitar. But the ghost kept moaning and its fingers kept bleeding. <laughs> and then finally, the guitar player looked up Good man, he said. Get yourself a band aid. Ba da ba ba da ba. Boop. That was a yes. That's exactly right. So I'd rather end it on a, a, a joke. I'd rather um, have a frontal lobot. I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal, frontal lobotomy. <laughs> that concludes the book reading portion of our podcast. That was great. Tell me about your haunted house. So Dana and I have uh, been looking, we live out in Beaverton, and we don't like living out there. I do a lot of work here in Portland, so we want to live closer. I don't think anyone's ever liked living in Beaverton. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a good place if you, the neighborhood we live in is for families. Okay. It's, it's close to Nike and Intel, and it's it's very multicultural. Like, every nationality in the world lives on our street, which is really cool. Yeah. But it's just all families, and then there's me and Dan, you know. In your Adams family house? In our Adams family house, smoking weed out in the garage, you know. (laughs) We just don't really fit in. So, um, we're kind of like, yeah, I'd rather live closer to Portland. So, we started looking, and we found a house uh, in Northeast. Nice, nice, nice. And um, it was built in 1903, but it has one bedroom, one bathroom. Huh. We learned a long time ago living in a little bitty studio together that married couples should have one bedroom but two bathrooms. At least a half bath. You need two toilets in the house. Just two, two toilets at all times. Two toilets at all times <laughs> must be in every couple's house. And so we were like, okay, uh, we were looking at this place and we're like, it has a completely unfinished basement. And we're like, yeah, we, maybe we, we might not have enough money to buy a house and finish a basement. And if we could do that, then we would turn the basement into a, like, bedroom bathroom. Yeah. And then our real estate agent goes, well, I know a construction guy. Let me find out how much it'll cost. Just put a toilet down there. He's like, you can put in four walls, stick a toilet in the sink, half bathroom down in the basement, and you got what you want. And yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's a that's that's doable idea. For those emergency poops. Yeah. Yeah. We both have to eat at the same place and get food poisoning at the yeah, same Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happened. Um... <laughs> We were living in downtown, and he had to run to Safeway. Oh God! To poop. Well, I was yeah because I was not coming out of the bathroom. Now I'm terrified of the fact (laughs) that our apartment only has one bathroom. Oh dear. Yeah, you be very prepared. (laughs) Find a way. Make sure you know where you're. Make friends with the neighbors. Exactly. Knock on the door. Let me in. Um, 
No, so we were like, okay, we can do this. So the construction guy came, he gave us a price, and he goes, yeah, we can, he goes, you know, we can do just a toilet and a sink for this price. And he goes, if you wanted to finish it, it would cost this price. And we're like, well, if we ever get the money, we'll do it. Yeah. So we put an offer on the house, and uh, when we put the offer on the house, we got the paperwork that says who we're working with. Because you don't really know who you're dealing with until you put an offer yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And the paperwork said uh, the estate of oh, shit. Sarah, and it had a name. And I was like, uh, oh, okay, somebody died. So I immediately went and looked this woman up. Of went course. immediately and looked her up. Um, she, uh, she's my RH. She's in her 40s. Okay. She passed away. And now, the way the obituary is written, it says that she went to be with God. Um, just chill, play some chess. Yeah, just hang out, have a beer, you know. Um. She went to be with God, and the way they wrote it, it's like you can either interpret it as in her home, Portland, Oregon. Okay, okay. Or in her home. The place the that you house own. that we're now buying. And I can't figure out which. So then I went to look to see if I could find out how she died. Well, I can't find that. And so then I was like, well, I'm just going to get her death certificate. Death certificates are um, public record. <gasps> death certificates only tell you somebody died. Oh, man. They don't tell you what they died of. If you want a, what they call a long-form death certificate, you have to be family or you have to have a reason to know. So our, our real estate agent calls us and goes, hey, by the way, she did not die in the house. Okay. Okay. And they're, by law, they're required to reveal it to us if she had. Yeah, so yeah. they tell us that she didn't. So we have to take their word for it. But um, I have my, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I have my suspicions. Because, Interesting. Yeah, because the neighbor, the, the person that lives directly next door, is actually my hairdresser. She's the person that told me about the house. Does she, did she know the lady that lived there? No. Bye. And she said that the lady that lived there was a little old lady that she barely ever saw. And so it can't be the 47 year old woman. And they were like, well, the 47 year old woman didn't live in the house. And I was like, but, but there's so many things in there that maybe it indicates she, to me that a a young woman lived in that house. A youngish woman lived in that house. Well, you're going to have to sage the place. <laughs> I've already talked about doing that. All right, that. just, just, get, a, off the just get ahead of that. Go ahead and do it, yeah. Should I do that before or after the cleaning? Mm, I feel like there's going to be some residual smoke that you'll probably want to clean. So, oh, like, okay, get in there immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't want any ghosts, like, attacking the cleaners or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You got to gotta watch out for the people you're hiring. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like... Last year, uh, I worked retail mm -hmm. at a store, and our owner had been, like, super, like, she didn't come into work. She didn't let us know what was going on. Like, she was very, very flighty, and we were a little bit concerned. Uh, and then I emailed her to tell her that I was quitting because I got a full-time job. Two days later, I got a text from one of my coworkers, and they were like, oh, Heather died. The woman you just The woman that I emailed my two weeks notice. I had to quit that job twice. Um, oh, my gosh. So she, yeah, she was only, like, in her 40s. Um, and no one would tell us how she died. But the way it was phrased, it's like, yeah, her, a family friend found her on Sunday. And the phrase mm -hmm. found her makes me think she killed herself. It was not on purpose, or yeah. it was, but no one, like, knew. Right. So I found her obituary. Didn't tell me shit. 
Yeah. And apparently a death certificate isn't going to tell me anything. No, you have to be a family member or have a legal reason to need a long-form death certificate. I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good reason. I want to know. I know. That's what I feel like. So we're buying a house. We're buying a house. We'll get this. I have some advice for people. And I kind of knew this kind of in a, this sounds really strange, but kind of in a joking manner. Did you ever watch, um, is it, yeah, NCIS? Yes. Okay. Do you know the storyline behind Tony's apartment? Someone died in it, right? Yes. A gruesome murder happened. In okay. That. It's like a really nice, like, downtown apartment. They were wondering how he afforded a, such a nice right. apartment. Yeah. That's how. He got it when he was a cop. He knew he was the investigator on the scene when that person got murdered. And then he cleaned it up and then turned around and bought it. I think there was a more serious version of a Brooklyn Nine-Nine storyline where it was. Um, it was Rosa and Boyle were investigating like a woman who had died in her apartment mm -hmm. and it was a really nice apartment and rent controlled so they were fighting over who was going to apply for it and right. the landlord ended up renting it to like a nephew or something and it turns out the landlord spoiler alert had murdered that old lady to clear out the apartment for him oh wow yes wow yep yep so there's so there's laws and stuff about like if somebody dies in the house they have to tell you and all yeah. that and you know the the thing about this though is if you um, we found out just kind of by accident that if you're trying to buy a house that somebody has that's the estate of, uh -huh. generally the families just want to be done with it. Yeah. And whoever's handling it has instructions to just push it through. And like we we asked for everything plus the kitchen sink and got everything we requested. Oh yeah. Yeah, we got everything we requested because they just want to liquidate it and get done with it. Now we didn't do it to take advantage of it. Of course not. We didn't know at that time, but. It's just, hey, it just... It never hurts to ask. At some point, if you buy a house that someone has died from, then you, you're going to probably get a good deal. It's actually how I got my first car. It was a $900 uh, 1984 Oldsmobile Grand Royale. With, well, that's an old lady that just drove to church every Sunday. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's uh, it had, like, about a third of the amount of miles you would expect from a car that... Right. Would, yeah. She never went anywhere. Yeah, she never went anywhere. It was in perfect condition. Nice. Car still runs. Nice. Yeah. Our friend Bash just got that. Yeah. Yeah, we bought it at an estate sale. <laughs> but I mean, that's what the estate yeah. sales are for, right? Estate sales are way better than garage sales, mm -hmm. incidentally. Oh, yeah, for sure. Did you hear, did you see on Facebook what we got in an estate sale about a month ago? No. A gigantic bin of Legos. Oh, shit. Not just Legos, Harry Potter Lego pieces. That's There's, the dream. We found like eight kits in there. There's eight kits in there. <laughs> So you just have to sort through, find which ones are Hogwarts. Yeah, we're still sorting through it. We're still sorting through it. So, yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, we have this new house that someone died um, prematurely, unfortunately, and we're getting this amazing house because of it. Well, I mean, one lady's death is another person's big real estate purchase. I think that's, something like that. I think that's how the saying goes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like I like that. One lady's death is another person's uh, real estate purchase. That's a t-shirt right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big t-shirt. A... <laughs> it's a triple X t-shirt. <laughs> or a front and a back. A front and a back, yeah. Like, one lady's death, dot, 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 it's on the back. It's person's <laughs> dot, real estate. Dot, dot, dot. Um, so do you guys have any, like, shows coming up, April, or uh, other shows on the network that you want to... Yeah, Tell us I'll about. go ahead and tell you about, like, you, you're on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network, uh, YouGonnaMeow.com. You can find us on all social media at You Gonna Meow. We have many shows. Uh, if, 
you like the boo-ha-ha, but you're looking for something about um, B-movies, you got VHS Vengeance. You want to talk about Who American... hosts that, by the way? Dave Quinte and... Uh, Nick, Nick, Quinte. Nick I'm sorry, Nick Quinte and Dave Larry. I do that every time. Sorry, Nick and Dave. Uh, <laughs> I spoke a lot. Yeah, you apologize to those funny gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, but that is a really great podcast about B-movies. They make it fun. Which, yeah, this podcast ends up being like 40% us talking about horror movies anyway. So if you want something that's intended for that purpose. Exactly. <laughs> and they do the research, too. They, they research the actors and actresses. God, and people they... who do research. Oh, yeah. But I know. They're, they're amazing. Craziness. Um, if you want to talk about marriage and relationships, Dana and I have marriage survival boot camp. We haven't been doing a lot of those. We just kind of do them when we feel like yeah. them. You know? Uh, we probably should do one about, like, uh, surviving a major move. That should probably be the next Yes, that will test any relationship. Yeah, well, and we do it about every five years. If you can if you can move a couch with someone and not murder them, it's true love. We've done it a couple times. Yeah, We've done be. it across the country twice. Yeah, twice. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, there's that. Um, let's see. Angelique Harrington and Allison Troy do An- An- Angelically Challenged. Um, we've got this new show called uh, No Dog Radio with the Vault Dweller. We got Crocked Crickets coming, which is two drunk <laughs> rednecks from Georgia just bullshitting, so that one should be fun. Instead, you want to announce the super secret one coming up? Not, uh, not yet. Oh, we yeah. haven't got the oh, super secret one. She has audio recording. I do. Or I'll just beep the whole thing out. It's just going to be five minutes of ee. We have this great podcast of ee, and that person's going to be ee, and when we talk to ee. And it's really ee, ee, that you're ee. <laughs> That would be fun to listen to if you feel like doing all that editing. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts on the, on the network. So if you just go to yougoutmeow.com, check it out. There's a little something for everybody. That's our point. We're trying to find something yeah, yeah. for everybody. Um, and there's more coming. We have more coming. Amazing. Uh, we need more work. Yeah. Oh, and bless your heart, the flagship. Of course. Show. That's the one I do, which is just more of me bullshitting. On yeah, the uh, if you go in the back catalog to about January of this year, you can... Uh, hear us talk, me and April specifically talk about uh, American Vandal, which the new season's coming out. Yes! yes. I'm very excited. I know. Uh, well, they shot it here. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. they did. They did. Um, it's funny because Travis, my boyfriend, lived in the city that the first uh, season was in. Oh, that's great. And then they're doing uh, the season where he currently lives. So they're just kind of following him around. Totally, yeah. Um, I remember them looking for extras yeah, yeah. for that, but see, um, I remember looking into it, but they needed a lot of teenagers, and of course, we're, yeah. you know, I don't really pass the teenager anymore. Probably the tattoos. Yeah, definitely. Maybe the gray hair, definitely. I don't know. Um, yeah, so if you are looking for boohaha on stuff, it's boohahapod at gmail.com. Please email me your personal stories. I fucking love those. Um, boohahapod on Twitter. Um, facebook.com slash boohahapod. Once again, if you're the person who owns facebook.com slash boohaha and at boohaha on Twitter, please get in contact with me. We have to have some words. <laughs> Basically those words. Um, also, our November episode is going to take place in Toronto, Canada, so if you have any Toronto-specific ghost questions, please send those in. I can't promise answers, but we'll definitely make fun of you on the show for them. You know something's going to end in A? Yeah. I mean, you have to. If you're an American and you're talking about Canadians, you have to make fun of it. Oh, 
this is the first time I've left the country since I was like 13. So wow, should be should be fun and exciting. It's the first time I've been to Canada since I was 10. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know that Canadians have 11 fingers? No shit. Every one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. And they all like it's they all cross their eyes when they sneeze. Well, they call that 11th finger the poutine finger, and you just it, it's oh, used for hooking nice. the poutine. Yeah, that makes sense. Like a little claw like cats have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually hooked so they can stab the, the fries. The fries. But it'll pick up gravy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those fries are soaked in gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so that's that's our show, as per usual. Do I sign this off weird? No, I don't. All right, bye.